Welcome to the Venari podcast. My name is Joe Knight. I lead the commercial function within the life sciences and healthcare practice at Venari Partners. Today, as part of our Chief Commercial Officer series, I'm joined by Lauren D'Angelo, CCO at Alpha Cognition. Lauren's career started at PwC before she went into Big Pharma with AstraZeneca, where she developed an impressive marketing track record. Since then, she's spent time in numerous senior leadership roles in emerging biopharma, including Eurovant and Avenir, before joining Alpha Cognition. Today, we're discussing building a high-performance commercial team, identifying great talent, and running a successful launch. Lauren, welcome to the Venari podcast. Hi, Joe. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So, Lauren, tell us a little bit more about your experience to date and what you're working on at the moment. Sure. So I have 23 years experience in the industry, all focused on commercial. I have held a number of different roles in marketing, sales and operations. Um, Started out in the industry very young as a sales representative, and I've really been launching products ever since. I'm currently working on my 15th launch plan, and I've worked in nine different therapeutic areas. As you mentioned, I started the first half of my career in large pharma and then transitioned into mid-size and then true startup companies. I'm currently the Chief Commercial Officer at Alpha Cognition. We're a company focused on CNS disorders, and my main responsibilities are to build out the corporate strategy as well as all of the commercial functions and commercial infrastructure as we prepare for the launch of our lead asset in Alzheimer's disease. So you're currently building out the commercial organization at Alpha Cognition, but you've also built out commercial organizations at several other biotech companies in the past. What are the fundamental lessons that you've taken from those processes along the way? Building out companies and commercial organizations have truly been the most rewarding experiences I've had in my career. I've learned a ton of lessons along the way, but I would narrow those lessons down into my top three and share that with anyone who's looking to get into the startup environment. The first one would be bring your commercial leader on very early. It is critical to get the commercial perspective in throughout all of the functions, especially early on when you're making key decisions, because you want to make sure that those decisions will lead to commercial success in the long run. I was very fortunate at my last company to have a commercially minded CEO who brought me on board as employee number three. That allowed me to work with the clinical development team on study protocols, to influence regulatory strategy, to ensure that we had those key claims that we were studying so that we could use them once we launched the product. And so when you have that commercial perspective, what happens is once it's time to build out the commercial organization and bring the commercial team on board, All that groundwork has been laid and it's set up perfectly for my team or the commercial team to begin their work. The second thing I would say or second lesson is hire exceptional talent who's willing to roll up their sleeves, learn and go far outside their job scope to get the work done. Large pharma is very different than the startup environment. I've seen a number of leaders who have been really successful in big pharma not be able to make it in the startup world. It truly is a different skill set, but if you hire the right talent and make sure that you have the right people enroll, there's no doubt that you'll have a much better success in the long run commercially. 
And finally, you have to be really smart about the timing and how you build out your commercial organization. You don't need to build everything at once. I've seen a lot of commercial leaders build this huge kingdom very early, and it leads to a lot of unnecessary work and a lot of unnecessary spending. If you hire the right talent, those people who can think and work across a number of different roles, you can build your commercial organization very efficiently without adding excessive burden to the capital constraints of the company. So you say you have a passion for identifying and developing exceptional talent. We're talking about that there. How do you go about identifying that talent and building great teams and implementing great culture? especially in the frenzy of a launch period? I love this question because identifying great talent, bringing them onto the team, and then creating an environment where they can thrive is truly my passion. Earlier in my career, I used to get excited when I'd build an award-winning campaign or I'd develop a strategy that would be successful in a really complex market, but that just doesn't fuel my fire anymore. It truly is about developing and supporting others to accomplish those things. And I think that if you have leaders across the organization who genuinely care about their teams and focus on supporting and develop their teams, you're going to end up with great culture. We see today a lot of companies hire external consultants or develop these internal focus groups to focus on culture, and that's just not going to do it. Great culture is a byproduct of great leadership, full stop. As far as identifying great talent, I really believe it comes down to the experience of the leader hiring for those roles. For me, I've done most of the commercial roles and I've worked across a number of different companies. So I have a really good sense of what it's going to take to be successful in a role. But equally as important as identifying that great talent, you have to assess early whether or not someone's a fit for the role. I have always said I'd much rather have a vacant position than having the wrong person in the role. So getting the timing right in building out the commercial organization in a biotech is obviously vital. It's something we spend a lot of time helping clients with at Benari Partners within the commercial practice. When do you think the right time is to start building out that commercial organization? You know, I think it really depends on the company, the market opportunity, and the required effort that you're going to need to be successful. So, for example, if you've got a product and a market that's underdeveloped and you're going to require a lot of disease education or a lot of market development work ahead of launch, then you're probably going to need to start building out some of your commercial function earlier than maybe you would expect. However, on the other hand, if you've got, if you've made the decision that you're going to potentially do a scaled launch, so maybe you launch in a smaller geographical area or against key customers, for example, gain product acceptance, formulary coverage, and then you're going to broaden your launch much bigger, then you'll likely build a much smaller commercial organization, maybe hire a few roles, and then scale up as you scale up the launch. It really depends on the market opportunity. As I mentioned earlier, I strongly suggest bringing on that commercial leader very early so that they can assess what is going to be needed for a successful launch, what obstacles the company might face, and then they can decide the exact timing to build out the commercial function and the necessary funding that's going to be needed. This gives the management team a much better view into the amount of funding that they're going to need over the next several years. Overfunding or not having enough funding is going to impact the success of the company for years to come. So those are your kind of lessons from along the way. 
if we take a step back now uh, and think about broader commercialization trends in the biotech and pharma industry, what do you think we're going to see more of in 2023, 2024 and beyond? That's a great question because that's something that I've been dealing with over the last 18 months. Currently, we're dealing with a lot of macroeconomic factors that are making it really challenging for small biotech to raise capital to do their work. You've seen a lot of companies, small biotech specifically, go under in the last year, and there's over 100 companies trading for less than the cash they have on hand. So it's a really challenging market, probably the most challenging market I've seen for an industry in my career. So with that, I think you'll see a lot of small biotechs partner their commercialization with larger companies who have the funding to get the product to market, or you're going to see a lot of small biotechs get picked up by the larger companies for a really good deal. I think that's uh, certainly a possibility. Thanks so much, Lauren. Great to have had you on the Venari podcast. Thank you. Stay tuned for our next episode in the CCO series with Kate McKinley, CCO and then CEO of Elevar Therapeutics. See you then. 